0: Gentlemen, and welcome back to the Two Average Brown Bros Podcast. I'm your host, Brashank.
1: And I'm your host, Andres.
0: And today is September 20th, Monday. Andres, what's happening, ma'am?
1: Well, you know, it's the last official day of summer, and that's a bummer. Well, it's kind of like a little bit of a bummer, but not really, because I really enjoy autumn a lot. So I'm really happy for... The new season and sweater weather and uh, leaves changing color and all of that but you know um it's been two summers and i just want a regular summer you know that's all i'm wishing for um but yeah i think that's the, the biggest thing that's that's going on in right now what about you man how you doing
0: um you know for me i don't like the winter as much so you saying fall kind of scared me because you know i realized the other day i was going for a walk and all the leaves are are starting to change colors so you're right winter is coming and don't like that but you know what after winter it's all spring and summer again so looking forward to those already
1: yeah so shank what did you learn this week
0: um so this week um you know there. Something current event happening that I've been following quite extensively is the disappearance of Gabby Petito. I don't know if you've heard about it, um, but to summarize it for people that haven't heard about it, it's this girl named Gabby Petito and her boyfriend, Brian Laundrie. You know, they left their home. Um, well, they leave, leave, li- they lived in Florida, but they left New York. On July 2nd to do a cross-country USA road trip, you know, they were planning to go to all the ro- uh, national parks in, like, Utah, Colorado, Wyoming, and then, you know, had to Oregon. I think that's their final destination. And they were both, like, you know, wannabe influencers, like, YouTube um, YouTubers. Um, they had bought a van, so to live out of a van and, you know, travel out of the van, like most people uh, it's it's something that that's pretty like big on instagram the van life I guess you know people buy old vans retrofitted to have like a bed and like tables and then just travel and that so they had been traveling since July 2nd and you know so something happened obviously and she went missing Gabby went missing um, sometime they don't know when sometime in August I think they think because she had posted her last final Instagram post sometime on August 25th and then you know, just a week after they launched her YouTube channel and the the w- really weird thing is Brian Laundrie actually you know he apparently he drove back to Florida where his parents live, and you know that's where him and Gabby used to live. he went back and then you know didn't say anything, you know didn't contact her parents like you know he hasn't said anything, so it was really weird, you know obviously, when someone goes missing like that and the main person doesn't say anything so you know he i think he went back on september 1st and then her family reported her missing september 11th so there's 10 days of nothingness pretty much and you know on september 15th he was officially named a person of interest on friday september 17th what happened was the police actually got gotten i guess they got warrants to go inside the house and they talked to you know, Brian's parents, and turns out now he's missing too. So people are thinking that, you know, his parents allowed him to, like, go missing, a.k.a. help him to, you know, leave the place so he doesn't get in trouble. So so it's kind of all suspicious, but it's been something that I've been heavily invested in in the last, like, week or so because, you know, it is a weird, weird missing persons case. But let's see, you know, they say missing persons obviously – not good after the first 48 hours but let's see if it turns out to be good news or sad news or you know i'll be following this case pretty extensively
1: damn that that is quite something that's going down there the only thought that came through my mind is just like was like florida people
0: (laughs) (laughs) well that was the other thing because there was a you know as the police were going into their brian's house the other day um It was crazy because, you know, all these protesters and, like, people were right in front of his house, like, asking, demanding for Brian, which makes sense. Like, you know, obviously they want Brian to speak and all, but it's kind of, like, defeats the purpose of, like, an investigation when people are, like, all up their house. But, I mean, public opinion is different than the, um, you know, criminal opinion.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, even though there's a couple of things that seem pretty fishy and all of that. You know, the law is the law, and, you know, you're innocent until proven otherwise.
0: Exactly. So, Andres, what did you learn this past week?
1: What did I learn this past week? Uh, This past week, I learned a lot about the world of gymnastics. For some reason, I got into this loophole of gymnastics and re-watching a lot of gymnastics, like World Cups, World Championships, Olympics, and all of that. I learned a lot about the history of gymnastics and how it has changed throughout the years and the code of points and understanding why uh, now it's not like, you know, like it used to be from like from zero to 10 and now it's more of a complex scoring system and the physics to it and kind of like how other moments of inertia will help all of that. So I really went downhill in that spiral of gymnastics Uh, but pretty interesting because now you know you i like i under like i like understanding sports when i can also understand the physics uh behind them which is very nerdy of me but yeah that's that's basically what outside of school uh what uh, my youtube search has been
0: and there's also the trial going on with the um Gymnastics from the Larry Nasser case as well, right?
1: oh yeah, that case with the like gymnastics it's uh it's been going for a while, so who knows if like I really hope there's some change to it it's like it like you know when it's a but the like the thing that you know makes it harder is when it's something systematic it it's really um it's not that it's hard to change. It's just the willingness of the people in like the organization wanting to make that change, right? Um, yeah. Because like we mentioned like last week on the episode, right? Like, what would you change something if it's working for you? Uh, but in this case, I mean, there's a lot of people that have spoken uh, spoken. So hopefully, there's something happening soon. But you know, pro- that from what you can tell, there's not a lot, or like the things that are being done. Um, the people that that were like you know like suffer and kind of like experience like unwanted experiences um they still feel that it's not enough and i mean it is fair so hopefully that changes and not only in gymnastics i bet it is something that also happens in other sports so hopefully this sparks up the conversation to you know to get rid of that it's not it's not cool to have that in sports
0: absolutely absolutely so, you know, that's a perfect segue to the main topic, you know, as we were talking about current events, um, you know, I, this week I really wanted to focus on big news events that happened throughout our lifetime that we remember well, right? So whether, you know, you're growing up and you remember 9-11 or, you know, other events that happened in like Mexico or Nepal, like, you know, I wanted to talk about it because I think that'd be a really interesting and cool topic that, you know, we really haven't thought about before.
1: Absolutely. I am down for that. And I'm ready to age myself in front of everyone.
0: <laughs> so, Andreas, what's one of the first, you know, big story events that happened in the world that you remember?
1: Um, I think one of the biggest ones, actually, is just, you know, the turn of millennia um i remember going out and celebrating actually for that i think uh it was a dual celebration that we did in mexico but i just like i was pretty young still like i was still like a kid when this happened but just hearing my parents talk about it and keep on talking about it later on like the change of 1999 to 2000 was such a big thing and like you know it also feels special now looking back into it because it's just like yeah I uh like got to live in two different um two different millennia, which uh, I mean right now a lot of people can say that, but as like you know, as we continue to grow, less and less people will be able to say that they uh that they were able to live in two different um into different millennia and into different uh, centuries, which is pretty amazing. And like I mean, everything that the world had to go right, everyone was scared. Oh, what would happen to computers? Like, are they going to be able to (laughs) compute the change uh, for the year? And, you know, there's always this big thing about uh, people interpreting either the Aztec or the Mayan calendar. So, like, is the world going to end on 2000? Is the Antichrist going to come? So, yeah, I remember it being such a huge thing. But now we're on 2021, so I guess we're still alive (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> so i guess that whole y2k event yeah for me i don't you know i didn't know about that till way later um i guess you know at that time i was only five years old uh so i don't remember too much you know my memory of being that young super you know fuzzy i can remember here things here or there but that definitely would have been a big change for you know a lot of people it's a new like even for us you know going into 2020 is such a big deal because it's like a brand new decade so, I can't imagine you know starting the year with a brand new millennia,
1: yeah, exactly, which I think is like a very interesting thing, but yeah, I think that's one of the big events that comes to my mind whenever I think for the past couple of years of what has happened in the world
0: um for me one of the for one of the first major events I remember is nine eleven um at that time. I had just moved to New Zealand with my mom, and my dad was already living there. And you know, I think in New Zealand, if I remember correctly, uh, it was a morning when it happened, Um, similar to here. I think it was sometime in the morning, but there obviously there a whole you know day ahead. I remember you know just watching the news, and it was like something big had happened. And so then I was talking to my, I remember talking to my dad. I'm like, "Whoa, like you know what happened." And then just, like, I guess that was my first really introduction to, like, the news world. Because before that, you know, I was still a kid. I was an ignorant kid, you know, super young, like, five, six at that time. So, obviously, I didn't really care about current events or the news happening throughout the world. But when that happened, I was on the news, like, all the time. You know, everyone was talking about it. Um, You know, it it was big. It was my first introduction to the news. And I guess it wasn't, you know, in New Zealand, it was not the... Big, big deal at my age, I guess, to everyone else. But, you know, when something like that happens to the US, the whole world is on notice.
1: Oh, yeah. No, everyone really pays attention to it. And I think for that, it's just the big implication that it meant, right? It's just like uh, it was an attack uh, on a Western country. We, we were to put it that way. So, um, I mean, it's fair that everyone was concerned. And like, I feel like, everyone around the world was concerned about the security of their own country because who knew, right, what could happen after that if they were able to attack the states at that level who would be in a certain way safe.
0: Absolutely, yep.
1: Yeah, no, I remember when it happened. And actually that day, uh, I didn't go to school because we woke up late and there was no <laughs> way we would make it to school. So I did, uh, I did like, I still did some school work uh, in the morning from home but yeah i remember looking at it at like in the news and it was just like it was very shocking and i remember my mom's reactions to it and she was like very shocked about that that happening so yeah definitely um uh, i mean it's so such an impactful event right that every year like we remember it
0: absolutely and you know one of the biggest things i think for me personally that I remember afterwards was when I moved from New Zealand to U S you know, airport security was so much tighter, even in like, you know, other countries, not just the U S like, obviously U S is going to step up their measures way like higher, but like even other countries that I like transited through was like, their security was a lot higher and it makes sense, right? Like something never imagined before had happened. I mean, obviously hijackings had happened in the past, but like something to this extent that had never happened.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, and I mean happening outside of a war context, you know, like usually like you will see like bombings and things like that, but like like you will see something like that during times of conflict and war, but never when we like the world was supposed to be at peace
0: exactly um definitely um another big event that you know moving forward, another big event that I remember, i guess two back to back ones. Was the 2004 Indian Ocean tsunami um outside of Indonesia, um, followed by the next year Hurricane Katrina that hit New Orleans? You know, both were big, major, um you know, weather slash climate, whatever you want to call it, big events that happened. And both of those, I was living in the U.S. at that time, going um, to middle school, and again, that was my first real introduction to you know weather events because before that. You know, living in New Zealand, we got the occasional earthquakes and, you know, I knew about, like, earthquakes, but I hadn't really dug my, you know, dug deep into the world of those, you know, catastrophic weather events. So, you know, having been lived in the U.S. when Hurricane Katrina happened, it was, like, something major because, you know, and especially with the news, you know, 24-7 news, CNN, Fox, everything, you know, we have that at home, it was, you know, it it was it hit home so hard because you saw the state of people and, you know, so especially the tsunami, because it was like, it was right close to Nepal, obviously Nepal's landlocked. So we don't get, you know, the effects, but like India got hit pretty hard with it. I think and Indonesia, got super hit hard. And, you know, there so many people that died from that tsunami is over 200,000, which is crazy to think about. Right. Cause back in the day, the technology was good, but not to the level it is today. And even with Hurricane Katrina, it was you know for me, just hearing about it on the news, talking about it at school, you know, it was it was absolutely insane.
1: And all the I, from what I remember, it's all like for us, it was all the major relief campaigns and programs that were put in place uh, in order to help places that were being damaged. And I think for me, at least, and like for us as a Mexican society. Because we we experience that right, like uh, on our Caribbean coast, we experience a lot of hurricanes uh, during hurricane season, and like it's not big news uh, for us to uh, to be able to do damage or relief control from hurricanes. So, so it's like we understand the damage and the impact those big major things could happen. So I remember every single time there was like a thing like that going on Uh like, all the efforts that not even, not all, like, at the country level, but, like, at the school level will do in order to be able to support everyone um, when that happens. So with that, like, other big major, like, I would say, uh, natural disasters that that I remember were, like, the hurricane in Haiti, uh, oh, no, the hurricane and the earthquakes uh, in Haiti, and then the uh, the big, massive, uh, very huge, earthquake in Chile uh and then I remember all that and because uh Mexico usually sends uh you know rescue people to help out in those just because we have the experience from the past of what it is to live through a very massive earthquake um uh, so whenever there's uh, very natural big natural disasters in which people need to be rescued uh we always send our people because uh, we we're happy we can help but yeah, no, there's been a lot of big uh, and like n- weather, nature related things, uh, plus some volcanic explosions. Which those ones were not really heard of until like we move into the 2010s or like close to the like to like their current year. Uh, volcanic eruptions were not really a th- like they were not really a thing we will hear often, but lately. It's like, I don't know if it's because I'm more in tune with the news or something, and they're being broadcasted more, or actually we're seeing a lot more of that.
0: Yep, absolutely. And, you know, that reminds me of, um, another thing that you reminded me of was the earthquake in Nepal, because, you know, that that was one of the most recent ones. Um, it happened in 2015, April 2015, I remember, because it was like uh, final season's time in university, and, you know, and... It was towards the end, so I think I had finished most of my finals except for one or two left. And, you know, and it was scary because we lost contact with so many people in within Kathmandu. And, you know, my cousin, I was actually visiting Nepal at that time. And it was just probably one of the biggest ones that Nepal has felt in a long time. And, you know, even when I went to Nepal after that in 2017, the after like, not after the aftershocks obviously still happen small, small here and there. Of other earthquakes you know nepal is prone to earthquakes um but the buildings you know were still down most of them still cracked nepal is a really poor country so they hadn't fixed everything so you know it's kind of sad when you see not just earthquakes but like you mentioned volcanoes or cyclones tsunamis even wildfires right like i'm sure we both remember some of the biggest bigger wildfires that has been happening in the last like year or two in California, B.C., Australia, you know, big things happening.
1: Oh, yeah. With wildfires, I remember, I think, I'm pretty sure it probably was 20, it was either 2015 or 2016 that we got hit, like with the big wildfires up north in Saskatchewan, and that the smoke made it all the way down to, up to the city centers in the province. And it literally looked like the apocalypse had started because it was super smoky. If you went outside, you were literally inhaling smoke. And Mm. all the time, because it was during the summer, right? All the time, it looked like reddish outside because of, with the smoke. So it really, like, for a couple of, I would say it was, like, weeks, it felt like Saskatchewan had fallen into the apocalypse.
0: Yeah, the the wildfires, uh, you know, is crazy because... you know the Saskatchewan ones i remember you know saskatoon was pretty much you couldn't see anything for a you know like the sun looks super red and super like you know smoky and even as far as regina like some days regina was really bad i remember
1: yeah and then i think outside of the uh the natural realm just to move us along a little bit with it uh You know, as someone that, (laughs) so this is like pretty, like for me, it was like a big event because, well, for some of you might not know, but I went to Catholic elementary school. So, you know, very religious. We pray every morning and we go to mass and all of that. So, of course, when the passing of Pope John Paul II, it was met uh, with like, it was like, yeah, like for like at least for uh for us back home, um, like in every level, like family, country wise, uh, school wise and all that, it really took a hit because um, you know, uh the way that he carried on um his popeship, if that's what you call it, uh it was very different from those from like what people say from previous popes. And uh for Mexico it really took a real big hit because he he, for some reason, really liked our country, like, like Mexico. He really liked visiting not only, because a lot of popes will, like if they go to Latin America, they will only go to the big countries and they will only go to the big cities. Um, but John Paul, took, John Paul took an effort to um, visit our indigenous communities and to connect with the people like inside like those rural and remote areas. So, yeah, the passing of him and just, like, getting to be like, okay, what's, what's next, right? Because he really had set up the standard for many of us Catholics of what it meant to be a Pope and what a Pope should do, like, for the world uh, and how to help others from, from the like, the institution of Catholicism, right? And, like, moving forward with Benedict having the first Pope to, in a certain way, resign his post which was so controversial, like no matter like in that way, which religion you were part of or you practice, it was it was such a controversial decision because um, uh, like for many out there, uh, when someone is elected uh, to be the Pope, uh, you're the head of the church, uh, the Catholic, the Roman Catholic church, uh, but also it is a post that you have to cover until you're literally pass away uh, nobody had ever resigned uh, in modern era uh, never resign uh, such a post because you're being called by God to do it. Um so that was very it was very controversial. and nowadays it's still like a very controversial topic because uh, it did put into question like the validity of like the institution and the validity of you know um the clerical hierarchy,
0: yep, exactly. And, you know, for me, I don't remember it too much because I'm not Christian, obviously. But, you know, I know he, the popes, you know, any pope has big influence in the world. And especially nowadays, you know, being a little bit more progressive and open, I think, you know, definitely that would have had a big impact on any, you know, Christian Catholic person.
1: So, yeah. So what other events uh, for Eugene really, like, marked, marked, uh, mark
0: like the 2000s for you? Um, three of the big ones, I guess. I mean, three of them, I guess, relating to, like, you know, people are the death of Saddam Hussein, uh, Gaddafi, and Osama bin Laden. I know kind of morbid to talk about terrorists, but, like, you know, those were big because for most of them, I lived in North America. And, you know, when you've heard uh, these names over and over, and, you know, you, you see all the atrocities they've, like, pulled over the years. And, you know, it's just crazy to think that they were finally captured and, you know, executed. And I remember some of them pretty vividly because, especially the Osama one, because that was during 2011, you know, May. I think I had just come back from a road trip with my parents, and I was staying in a family friend's house in Saskatoon. And, you know, all of a sudden, like, all of a sudden, you see Barack Obama on the news talking about it, and it was like super surreal because it's like, wait, Osama, you know, he's been around forever, and you know, people have been trying to find him forever. All the memes about him, you know, hiding uh, forever, but they finally caught him, you know, and ki- killed him. So it was, it was, it was really crazy to see it happen, unfold, you know, live. And even with Saddam Hussein, it was like that was a little bit earlier than I was around, like 2006, I believe. But you know him being caught was super big in the U.S. because he was one of the big, you know, U.S.'s big boogeyman's that they had been following for a while. So, it, it, you know, I think those things I really remember because of the place I was in, plus the significance of who was captured.
1: Oh, absolutely. And I think, yeah, it just really put based on the impact on, you know, how uh, international relationships and international diplomacy uh, it really like those events really shape how how uh, nowadays we deal with the middle east
0: yep yep exactly and you know i think and it, the thing is like with those events u.s is always going to be heavily involved right so u.s and even canada like you know i'm sure if we were in some parts of africa or even asia like if we're in nepal it'd be news but it wouldn't be as um prevalent or you know even this big as it when we were here
1: yeah exactly yeah it affects everyone in a different way and then you brought up Barack obama so who can forget the election of the first african-american president of the united states such a huge impact
0: absolutely and see i'm glad you brought elections because you know and like we talked about last week um Nepal didn't have elections, and, you know, I was too young to vote in U.S. and New Zealand, but coming to Canada, you know, being able to vote here, you know, elections have been pretty big, no matter where, you know, no matter where I have been, whether it's U.S., where George Bush first won in 2004, my first big election, having moved to the U.S. at that time, you know, or like you mentioned, 2008 when Barack Obama won it and became the first um African American president in the US or when Hillary was running to be the first woman president in 2016 although we all know how that election went it was big right
1: yeah it's major because like a lot of those voices like when you think about it it's just like why did it take so long for those voices to reach those offices right or to be able to like make a decent um a decent Standing and that isn't run for them because uh so a little bit of a sidetrack in terms of Hillary right? I was watching like I really got into watching uh and learning more about her like way back like I want to say like a couple of months ago so of course I watched her documentary and I watched a lot of interviews and kind of like the history of women in politics in the states and it's impressive like yeah there's been efforts from other women across history to try to go and nominate themselves for presidential running or vice presidency, right? But never got to the level until 2016, right? In which Hillary was the candidate um, for one of the major parties for that. So it just like, it puts into perspective, like even though we want to say like, oh, we're so advanced and we have make leaps in terms of like human rights and equality and equity when you think about things like that it's just like have we though <laughs> it really puts things into perspective of like how much we've actually advanced in those themes.
0: exactly one thing that you know i just got reminded of as we talked about you know at the beginning of the episode the disappearing of gabby two major events that happened you know pretty much almost back to back, not quite, but it was around 2005 and 2007 when I lived in the U S again, my first big introduction to 24 hour news was the disappearance of Natalie Holloway and the Virginia tech shooting. I don't know if you remember those, but to recap it pretty much Natalie Holloway, she was an 18 year old American woman who pretty much disappeared when, you know, after she went to Aruba with her classmates Um her remains still haven't been found. And I remember, you know, following that news extensively because at that time we had free cable through like the place that we lived and obviously Fox News was on there. And I remember watching Greta Van Sustern or and Nancy Grace pretty much all the time. You know, they always had people on their shows just following that because at that time it was pretty big. And it was, you know, just like Gabby Petito is a girl gone missing. And it was it was sad because you know her remains obviously haven't been found. I don't think her parents have got full closure yet. So I remember following that so much, and it, like that's why you know I talked about the disprain earlier today because it kind of like reminded me of following that case.
1: Oh, and that has like yeah, that that has different impacts on places, right? But like for example, for me. uh. Uh, I don't remember like I actually like don't remember hearing about those things in the news back in Mexico uh, I guess just culturally we're different right uh, so like shootings and all of that they look different for us and they look uh to like in, in the states so uh, I think maybe like probably it was mentioned in the news or something but it wasn't something that really made an impact on our day-to-day for us which yeah. is unfortunate and like something that we should consider um but nothing that like at least in our case we we like in Mexico we don't see those events happening
0: absolutely and even it's even true right now right like I mean it's all different now but like I was saying with the Virginia Tech shooting that was my first introduction to school shootings in the U.S. and like I was living at in the U.S. at that time you know in middle school um and when that happened it was big because That was probably one of the biggest, you know, shootings that had happened in a long time. You know, 32 people got killed, which is crazy to think about. Obviously, you know, beyond 2007, there's been much, much worse shootings in the U.S. But it makes you think, you know, like, for the U.S., it's something really big. And even for the world, right, for a place like U.S. to happen. But, like, nowadays, it's become so frequent, we've pretty much become desensitized to it. And I think that's another thing that you brought up. If you live in other parts of the world, you 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 know you don't you worry about your local news because there's so much things happening in your own country. But I think one thing that I've learned throughout my life is the U.S. is truly one of the biggest powers, and whenever something happens there, especially living in Canada nowadays, it affects us, right? Because we hear about it instantly, and especially with the age of social media. Things happen so fast, and, and you know p- things are uploaded to Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, you know, Facebook so fast that you hear about the news before it's official in the news these days.
1: Yeah, like news travels fast so quickly uh, now, but it is something that you know. I think it has its pros and cons, but I think we can talk about that in a different episode because we can go about the evolution of journalism. <laughs> To what it looks like, um, but moving into like a different conversation, you know, something that is not as depressing. <laughs> uh, something I remember, like we both watch sports, right? We we're sports fans over here. In case you haven't noticed, um, but for me, one of the big sport events that happened and that the country went wild uh, was the. 2012 Olympic Games in London, Mexico won this gold for soccer, or like how it's properly called, football. And uh, yeah, we just went nuts. Like literally, I think the country stopped for a couple of days because like you know, we're a football country. Uh that's like our national sport, basically, and winning at the Olympic stage. Right. It just meant so much for the country that we were uh Yes, we like, honestly, was one of the, like the biggest times that I've seen the country celebrate things.
0: I'm glad you brought up sports because, you know, that is one of the things I remember vividly as a sports fan. Um You know, lots of sporting events like I don't want to go through every single one because, you know, I could talk about that forever. But one of the first ones um I remember is. Um, the 2006 NBA Finals, where you know Miami, so my favorite team. I had moved to the US in 2003, started watching you know in the NBA right away, and you know Miami became my favorite team at that time. When they won their, their first championship in 2006, it was like wow, then, you know this is pretty cool. Um, and then after that, you know in 2010, when LeBron, pretty much one of the best players of all time, he left Cleveland to go to Miami, right? Like that was one big sporting event that probably shocked a lot of uh vivid uh avid sports watcher because it was you know something like that had never been done before in that level so you know and then soon after obviously they won the championship two times but you know sporting events like you said it brings lots of good memories but also not so good memories for the others but like you said we've talked about enough depressing things that we can talk about happy things
1: so what are some happy things that you remember
0: obviously not big world news but like in my personal news like you know in 2003 my brother was born so that was like super exciting and happy because you know i was getting a brother i was eight years old and i was finally getting a brother having been uh only child for eight years and i remember just being super happy you know going to the hospital meeting him and then you know just pretty much growing up with him and i'm i mean that's not a world news but that was more of a personal news right (laughs)
1: hey still a pretty big event in 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 your life so it matters
0: exactly how about you andres what are some happy things that happened in your life
1: happy things that happened in my life well um i'm trying to think don't know (laughs) pretty standard life i guess
0: for me another thing i remember is just like my first travel like solo travel You know, we talk about travel a lot, but my first solo travel that I did, it was like, you know, I was anxious. Like the night before I was on the leave, I was so anxious because I've never done anything like that before. You know, I was like, oh, I don't want to go on this. You know, I was kind of hesitant, but I think those were just like the nerves, you know, taking over me. But once I went on my first plane ride, it's like, you know what? what? What was I worried about? Obviously, lots of things to worry about, but it was like one of the most like relieving, most fun things I've ever done.
1: Yeah, now that you're talking about it, I mean, for for me, like in my personal life, big events will be like, um, you know, my family and I moving to Montreal for a year and living here, I'm falling in love with the country, which then like big cycle psycho- cyclical thing, right? Like uh just one like that's where everything sparked for where I am, basically right now. Um, so I would say that was one of the biggest events, And I guess um, not major news, but like, or global news, but like for us, like it was just always a big event will be, I would say, um, watching my older brother compete at nationals uh, to be part of the national Taekwondo team. That was fantastic. Um, and then just watching, like, I mean, in terms of like sports world and everything, and also academics, like, Big news for us was like having academic teams warning uh, world championships. So, you know, winning the math uh, world championships or the robotics, I think those are always big news back in Mexico, just that shows the capability that we have. But honestly, like in terms of my life, there's not a lot going on that is like, oh my God, this is so shocking. Uh, pretty, Pretty standard live over here.
0: And, you know, this kind of also shows how we remember the bad things more than the, you know, good things. Because, you know, th- lots of good things have happened over the years. Um, A couple come to mind is, I don't know if you remember, I'm sure you do, but uh 33 Chilean miners that were rescued from the mine after 69 days, you know. I remember watching that news extensively, you know, when everyone came out. It was super happy because, you know, an operation like that has never happened before. And it was really cool to see things like that.
1: Oh yeah, definitely, and it's just like it's nice to see when the world comes together. Um, I do also remember when Canada put the visa uh, requirement for Mexicans, because um, Mexican people that were, and I remember the reason why because Mexican people that were being persecuted by the law will seek asylum over here. So then, I guess Canada was like, enough is enough. <laughs> and it, uh, I remember in the early two thousands. I wouldn't say like around two thousand and six, two thousand and seven. That's when we got the visa requirement, which honestly, like, like my, my fam, like my parents were very mad about it because we have traveled to Canada without a visa requirement, and now they were making it harder. And it's twenty twenty one, and Mexico still has a visa requirement.
0: And <laughs> um, another thing I remember also. You know, and good news, I guess, is the Ice Bucket Challenge. Um, We did that together. But, you know, at that time, it was like, you know, most people thought it was always just for show. People are just doing it. But in the end, like, you know, it did raise over $115 for the ALS Association um, in eight weeks. And, you know, people are still donating even now. And, like, that really, I think, you know, those kind of activism, sometimes it can be good because, you know, people might have been just doing it for the show at the beginning but over time it got to a point where people were actually helping out donating you know to research and i think i think i personally think that was a really great thing
1: yeah no that was fantastic you might have hated you for, for dumping ice cold water on me but that's all right
0: and then of course like you know the mars rovers landing in mars obviously um those are always cool to see space Anything to do with space, you know, there's technology is getting so much better these days that space exploration, you know, it's just getting better and better. And I don't know if you've all seen the photos of like, you know, Saturn from, you know, even 20 years ago compared to today. It's it's so beautiful right now. And even seeing Pluto, you know, in colors pretty much compared to what we had back in the day, anything you know like that. It's been super cool.
1: And talking about Pluto, we observed the <laughs> rise, fall, and I think back again, rise of Pluto, so, which was just like, yeah, every like at least us, we learned that Pluto was a planet. And then we were told later on that Pluto ain't a planet anymore. Poor Pluto <laughs> got degraded, uh, downgraded. And then I'm pretty sure back again, I'm not sure, I have to read, but I'm pretty sure Pluto is back to being a planet. So... Well. Or Pluto. <laughs> or Pluto. Like, Pluto is not messing with anyone. Pluto Pluto is doing its own thing. Even when it comes to elliptical patterns of, like, the planets, Pluto does its own thing. It doesn't follow the normal rules of how planets revolve around the sun. And over here, we're just trying to decide if Pluto is a planet or not.
0: What do you think, Ardaeus? Says Pluto a planet?
1: I believe, like, from my basic... This is, like, me talking from a basic understanding of astronomy and how planets work. I believe Pluto is a planet. Just because you know, just because some people say like, oh, the elliptical um how the elliptical form um and route that Pluto takes is different from all the other planets. When like when I look at it, it's just like yeah maybe it's at a different angle. But also the universe and like our solar system ain't at like a two dimensional model. It's a like three dimensional model. So the elliptical still works just at a different angle within the same 3D model. So um I do believe probably Pluto is a planet. Um but you know I'm not an expert on the uh on it and you know I'll because I was taught that Pluto was a planet, I'll just keep it that way. It makes my life simpler.
0: Um another big thing obviously that happened in the last you know 10 20 years was the invention of the iphone how can we forget that right one of oh, the big God. technological advances i mean we all have you know iphones or smartphones but when the iphone first came out you know it was i would say it's one of the biggest technological advances for sure because it literally fit everything a calculator alarm clock your computer you know whatever you could think of in your hands
1: yeah and like the evolution of cell phones like honestly it's just like what like I would say just like 20 years of how fast cell phones have evolved you know from having those with um you know the Nokias like I'm pretty sure Nokia doesn't sell a cell phone anymore and back in the day they were a huge thing so it is astonishing to just look back and just look like Remember the Canadian powerhouse that BlackBerry was. And now really Blackberries now are a joke. If people have a BlackBerry nowadays, it is a joke.
0: (laughs) Yep. And, you know, we couldn't end the episode without mentioning COVID-19. You know, one of the biggest events that's, you know, pretty much affected the whole world. And that's been going on for almost two years now. You know, we're getting, we'll be up to the two-year anniversary. And, you know, it's crazy to think how the world has changed even in the last two years because of COVID.
1: Oh, yeah. And talking about epidemics, for me, I remember the H1N1 Mm -hmm. uh, flu epidemic because, you know, when it started coming and spreading around the world, Mexico was being, in a certain way, like the place, the source location of H1N1. Uh, for America and I remember like I remember literally being told like because it happened over our spring break which is during Easter I remember our Easter break getting extended and extended and extended but not because like and like you couldn't do a lot like at least for us like um the sports club closed um a lot of like recreational services were closed like people like literally like we were not physically on lockdown but a lot of things like we couldn't do even though like we kept on getting more in a certain way vacation uh, in a way which looking now is just like then people complain I'm just like well some countries have had to go through that for like you know, uh, outbreaks that happen in their area. Now it just happens that this one hit the entire world. Mm -hmm. But I do remember living through H1N1 in Mexico as like one of the countries that got hit, um, hit the hardest with with that one. And um, in a way, I'm surprised that like with that, I'm from SARS and MERS. Um, You know, I'm pretty sure like there's lessons on those, but still... Looks like none of those were implemented on the current
0: one. Yep, absolutely. And I'm glad you brought up, you know, just other uh, pandemics or epidemics that happened. Like, I remember, you know, being in Nepal for a short time in 2003. And when the SARS outbreak, the original SARS outbreak, you know, one was happening. And, you know, obviously Nepal's right next to China. So it was a, it was a big deal. But it wasn't obviously, you know, big as some of the other ones that have happened. But at that time, it was scary because. You know, we thought we are going to be heavily under, like, lockdowns or, like, it's going to hit us pretty hard. But, you know, I left Nepal pretty quickly after that and then came to the U.S. So it wasn't as big you know, in the U.S. as it was in Nepal, uh, just a threat of it. But even with that, you know, it was the original COVID. So when COVID-19 hit, it kind of brought back memories of, you know, the original COVID back in the day. But obviously, COVID-19, way, way, way worse.
1: Oh, yeah. The way that it has, we don't need to talk about it because we hear about it enough, um, enough in the news. But yeah, lots of things have happened. And I think it really has, some of them have shaped um, what the world looks like for everyone. And also, I think for us, a lot of those have shaped uh, Uh, at least for me, like a lot of these events have shaped the way I think and the way I carry on with my life and what I think about um, different topics, you know, about uh, politics, international diplomacy, uh, religion, sports, and how it has affected my life. It's just nice to reminisce uh, once in a while in events outside our personal lives and try to understand how they had an impact on
0: us absolutely and we've you know we've definitely forgotten so many like obviously they're big you know but there's still so many things that we most likely have forgotten like on the top of my head obviously like you know Michael Jackson's death that was pretty big or Captain Sully landing the plane on the Hudson River or other plane you know crashes or things that have happened or even happy news such as like sports or you know people getting saved like there's so many things that happened that we definitely missed and you know if you remember it let us know and we'll bring it up and we'll talk about it because you know we're we're not we don't remember everything
1: yeah and just looking for a little bit of a funny story like short funny story i promise but it has to do with one of the topics you mentioned so with the passing of michael jackson i remember it because uh i was in middle school and one of our classmates was obsessed with Michael Jackson, like next level fan, like obsessed with him, which I mean, it's like he did, like he put out some pretty good classics some pretty amazing music, right? And production and entertainment. So, like, it was very recent, right after Michael had passed. Uh, and our music prop was obsessed with. With very contemporary uh, music, Uh, so he had taught us during that term how to like like with all the different instruments that we had, uh, how like to play Michael Jackson. Uh, I think it was Beat It or something. And we were in English class, and like we could hear the music classroom, and they were starting to play that. And this person like jumps up of her of their seat and Mm -hmm. literally pushes one of the props out of the way like this prop like just goes against the wall because this person goes like that's Michael Jackson and just runs out of the classroom pushing everyone out of their way just to go and be able to be around like whoever was playing that one and it is one of the most hilarious memories I have for middle school that me and my friends can never forget because honestly it was priceless to watch Uh, our English prop getting shoved against the wall by one of our classmates.
0: Yeah, that's really interesting. And it's funny how we can, you know, big world events affects us all.
1: Yeah, but I think, yeah, like if you all have any interesting ones or interesting memories from world events, let us know about it. We want to hear from you.
0: Absolutely. And where can they reach us?
1: Uh, they can reach us at uh, on Instagram and Twitter, like we say every week. Um, so yeah, just reach us out over on our social media.
0: Absolutely. So Andres, what are you looking forward to this upcoming week?
1: What am I looking forward for this upcoming week? I am looking forward um, for the full. I think pretty soon either it already happened or it's about to happen. Uh, full moon uh and it's harvest moon because it's coming into the autumn so i'm excited about that uh i am excited about sweater weather and starting to pull out some sweaters because a lot of my closet is sweaters so ready to do that in a very fashionable city so i'm very happy uh very happy about that and i'm excited because this week i'm really planning on trying to explore a little bit more because i haven't been able to do that because of school but i'm excited for all of that and maybe maybe i'll give in into having my first psl of the season so that's what's up for the week what about you buddy what's what's coming up this week for you
0: um one thing i'm really looking forward to obviously is the canadian elections um as we know the canadian elections happening september 20th so when the Episode gets released. Um, it'll be out, so it'll be interesting to see how the polls go. We'll definitely touch up on it on the next episode. Um, looking forward to that. So, you know, should be a good one.
1: Yeah. No. Let's see. Well. Yeah. Let's see what the results are, and from that, we'll see how the country moves forward. <laughs> Which it's a little bit. It's a little bit nerve-wracking. Not gonna lie.
0: Exactly. So, Andres, where can listeners reach out to us if they want to talk to us about anything
1: Uh, if you want to talk about anything or everything uh, you can reach us at our social media on Instagram and Twitter and that's the two average brand podcast Uh, we're always there we love social media so don't be afraid to shoot us a message
0: exactly so if you have any comments concerns questions or any crybaby stuff just reach out to us let us know your thoughts we'll be happy to talk about them have you on and you know just generally talk about anything and everything what under said
1: exactly we would love to hear from you we love hearing from you and we will continue to love hear uh, from you but that brings us to the very end of this week's episode slowly wrapping up into and going into autumn which is very exciting so i hope everyone is as excited as the of us are and that do have a very very lovely week uh, yeah we'll just catch you up next monday with a brand new topic but other than that we'll see you then bye
0: see ya